This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 30. Last week, we talked about perfectionism and how it can be another barrier to maximizing our productivity. We explored a variety of ways how it keeps us stuck And also, what are some ways that we can let go of it and we can embrace our journey? I hope that you had a chance to think about what are some strategies and how you can let go of perfectionism and exploring and eliminating the thoughts that are keeping you stuck. As we continue to explore the idea that productivity can be designed and implemented in a way that can help us live a life of purpose, I want to explore how embracing our passion and exploring entrepreneurship can be a great way to create a life with purpose and be burnout. Now, with all the things that are going on, we have all reminded ourselves that this is not the time to dream. This is not the time for us to explore our passion because there's just stuff to do. There's work to be done. There's laundry to be folded. There's meals to be made. There's work both at home and at work to be completed and we have really let go of our passion because we feel like there's just not enough time for us to do all the things that we want to and what would it be like if you really could live on purpose with passion with excitement and have the time to create the things that you want to in your life imagine if your day started with purpose and connection and just like the tools that we use in our work in our kitchen at our homes in our garage what if there were tools that would allow you to take control of your time, energy, and productivity? What if setting goals, making choices intentionally and consciously, connecting to your purpose and living out your dreams were just a step away? We've shared over the last 30 episodes, 29 episodes, today being the 30th, we've shared a variety of ways that you can start creating those mindset shifts Start that journey from feeling stuck and overwhelmed and burned out to really finding clarity, joy, and productivity to designing the change that you want to see in your life. And I want to extend an invitation for each and every one of you who would like to join me for the next 10 weeks to connect your life's purpose, to create the blueprint for your dream life, and to build nano habits that makes all your dreams inevitable. For the first time, I'm offering a combined coaching and digital course 
to help you not just learn the tools and the skills, but also learn how to apply them and to do it in a very small group setting to go from being stuck to a streamlined life. As a bonus for the next two days, I'm also offering one-on-one coaching sessions as part of this program, as well as a complete strengths assessment with Gallups to help you find your strengths, learn to apply these tools, and really make the next 100 days your best. More information will be available at serenitywellnessmd.com forward slash blueprint for your dream life. The information is also available in the show notes. If you want to click on the link, come find me and let's get started creating the blueprint for your dream life. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast on beating burnout by embracing your passion. I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Una to the podcast today. Dr. Una is a pediatrician, business coach, podcaster, and founder of Ivy League Pediatrics in Lawrenceville, Georgia. And I can't wait to hear her story as she's going to share with us. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to have you on and I can't wait for a conversation because your story is fascinating and really how you've gone about just embracing all of your fears and, and doing amazing work and inspiring so many, including me to do more. So I would love it if you could share a little bit about your journey and how you've worn all these different hats and explored and grown in that. Absolutely. I'll be happy to share. And yeah, I, I do wear a lot of hats and I, I have evolved a lot. And I I love sharing that story because it also shows people that it doesn't matter where you are right now, the things that you've dreamt about, you can actually become them. And so I started off, I I can pick off from when I left residency and I got my first big job, first attending job and looking forward to my first real paycheck. And I had this idea, I was going to do what other people do. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to work the job. I'm going to retire. And that's the way it's going to work. And I still remember my first day as an attending, my first paycheck. And that first script by myself, like I did this and I remember it being so anticlimactic. I was like, wait a minute. So then what? So I do this for 40 years and then I retired the end, like what? And I didn't even know what more was, but that's when I was like, I want more. I don't know what it is. And then my boss who I worked for at the time, when he found out I was not going to be renewing my contract, he's, you should start your own practice. I was like, dude, nobody starts a practice 15 months out of residency. That's not the way this works. And in case you missed it, I'm very obviously pregnant. Like this is, that's not how this works. And he's like, no, you're doing the things that you would need to do, just start. I'll help you. And so a series of things happened. So I started to practice. I started to practice with an 18-month-old and a four-month-old. That's the way that played. I, I like That's a whole different podcast episode. Wow. But I did that. And then I found out, wait a minute, I hung the shingle and they didn't come. And so that's when I entered this phase of you're not an entrepreneur, you need to become an entrepreneur. And I embraced learning all the business principles and all of these things. And somewhere along the line, it clicked. I'm like, nobody has a better business than mine because they're better than me. They just know things I don't know. It really is as simple as that. And then I committed to my education as an entrepreneur. And I did that and I built it up. It was really successful. I was working four days a week. It was really nice. And then I had this thing, medicine as we know it is gone. This is 2016 now. Medicine as we know it is gone and we're going to have to develop other skills. Like just doctoring is not going to cut it. You're going to need to learn how to market. You're going to need to learn how to negotiate. Why are you a speaker? Why are you a consultant? Why are you not doing all these other things? What if you can know, what if the job security that physicians have no longer exists? What are you going to do? And that's when I embraced speaking. Now as a super shy, socially awkward, introverted introvert, speaking was not something I should be thinking about, but I embraced it. I embraced speaking. I embraced consulting. I started helping people start practices and all those things. 
and I embraced coaching. I embraced all the things, writing books, all of that. And that's when EntreMD was born. So that became the second phase of my career where I was like, doctors, we're really highly educated, but we have no business education. But now we're in a healthcare space where we must, we have to compete and we have to know, know how to do that. And started EntreMD, started helping doctors start businesses, whether it's private practice or not. Started teaching doctors how to market, how to speak, all of that. Started a podcast, the EntreMD podcast, launched the EntreMD business school. And it's been such a fun ride, such an amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And so much of what you said, I think it's true. It was true in 2016, but it is even more true now. In 2021, in four months, it's going to be 2022. And people um, thought I was crazy. What do you mean? <laughs> Doctors will always have job security. I'm like, you're not listening. Look underneath. Look at what is happening. Mm -hmm. How is CVS my competition? How is Walmart my competition? Amazon is coming to the healthcare space. This is not pretty. Like hard times are coming, but COVID made it more obvious, right? Because right. before that it was hidden. It was happening, but it was hidden. And then COVID was like, boom, doctors collecting unemployment checks and all of that, like totally unheard of. And I think part of it is also, we have given up so much of our autonomy to, to others, whether it is administration, whether it's insurance company, whether it is, and we are, we, a lot of people have heard them say part of burnout for them is they just feel like the meaning and value that they had that brought them to medicine, that they loved serving, but now they're in a place where they're checking boxes and they're making phone calls and they're not even getting to see their family. They're working nonstop, but still not able to pay the bills or still not able to, to give patients the care that they want to give. And so I think that in so many ways, medicine, as we know, is gone, but that doesn't have to mean terrible things. I think we can still practice medicine, but we can have a lot more autonomy by saying, this is how I envision practicing it. Now, what do I need to do to get there? And, and I would love for you to talk a little bit in how do we learning even entrepreneurship, et cetera, as a tool for some of the burnout and the disenchantment that we're seeing in medicine. I, I love all of that. I, for me, this is my thought. I think entrepreneurship is the answer for burnout because the thing is medicine, as we know, it has changed, but medicine hasn't disappeared. People still need healthcare. It's just that the landscape has changed. We have to change. We can't say this is the way we've always done it. That's not going to work anymore. If you think about why we went into medicine and I've done poll after poll and usually it's, I want to help people. I want to help people. There's always some story and I want to help people. That, that's what doctors want to do. And that's what makes us great entrepreneurs because what do businesses do? They solve problems. We're problem solvers. We were willing to go into multiple six-figure debt to solve problems, right? That's how passionate right. we are about yeah. that. We want help. Now, the problem is we thought the vehicle would be, I go to med school, I go to residency, I go to a hospital, I'm free to help people, which used to be true. But now we have the administrators, the insurance companies, all this, putting all these roadblocks so we can do what we want to do. And that's what creates burnout. There are many physicians who work jobs, they feel burnout, they pick up a passion project, they pick up a side gig or something like that. The job hasn't changed, but they're back in their elements, helping people, the burnout disappears. And I'm not saying that there's some situations that don't need to be walked away from. That's not what I mean. But that ability to go back to what took you to medicine in the first place, which is helping people, it does amazing things because now you're doing meaningful work. Now you're doing stuff that now you're changing the world and you're like, yes. So you can do whatever you want to do to help people if you can learn to build a business system around it. That's the thing. The only thing that gives you the freedom to do whatever you want is that the financial part has been taken care of. So you're free to do that. So if we will 
embrace learning how to build businesses, learning how to build business systems, then what that does is it puts us in a place where we're back to what we really want to do, which is helping people. And then it gets rid of the burnout. You no longer feel like you don't have autonomy. There are people working bad jobs who are like, that's okay. I consider this taxes that I'm paying, right? This is you, you guys are funding my business. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like it changes the perspective of everything. And I know somebody's listening. That's great. I don't have a business. I don't even know what business to start. This is what I'll tell you for everybody who is listening. You have an MD, right? You are the business. You are the business. Your business could be your personal brand. Even if you're like, I don't want to build it. Your business could be your personal brand. And there are people who make 10K, 20K, 40K, 50K per keynote. That could be you. So if all you want to do is build your personal brand, you have the best things to talk about. You have the most interesting stories. Think about how many shows have been created around what doctors do, right? ER, Grey's Anatomy, Chicago Chicago Med, all of like the residents, all these shows. You have the most fabulous stories. You have the most fabulous message. You just build your personal brand. I say that to say everybody has a business. Everybody who's an MD has a business. You learn to monetize it. You're free to help them. Absolutely. And because I actually do have listeners who aren't physicians as well. But the reality is actually we all have unique talents and abilities and we just never think about essentially monetizing it. So if you have a passion for crocheting, my my middle son just started learning how to crochet and he makes these mouses and I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. There are people selling those online doesn't want to make enough to sell them. But I'm just saying anybody can actually take something that they already do, something that they love doing. And now with Etsy and Amazon and or social media, it's so different from before where if you wanted to sell something, you had to catch a break, you had to catch someone else's attention. But now you need nobody else's attention. You just your Instagram account and you can sell it. We all have skills that we that we know. And part of that is physician like knowledge or coaching or or any of those within the physician world, but also outside of it. I actually, this wasn't my intention, but I taught baking for a summer for eight to 15 year olds. My son wanted to do it. And I was like, if I'm going to do it for my son. And there were a few other kids who wanted to do it. And I've been baking for some time and I love it. And it was an amazing experience. I realized and it was during the pandemic, mind you. So I was doing it virtually. I It was really fun. I was like, wow, there's so many things that we love to do. And now there is a way through the virtual world that we can monetize it if we want to. And so I I agree, like having something that we care about, that we're doing, that we're sparking the passion. You're like, oh yeah, I want to do that. That would be fun. And then everything else becomes, it, it starts to gain meaning because we, before we're like, oh, I hate this. Why am I doing this? But now you're like, oh, I'm doing this so that I can fund my passion project. Or now I can work less because now I have other sources of income. So I do not need to feel like I work because I want to and not because I have to. And that also creates a little bit of alleviation of the burnout. That's definitely one of the things that happened for me. I I loved my job, but I felt like I had no life outside of my job. And when I took, when I cut down and just did it part-time, I I get to enjoy my job and it has way more meaning than before. Now I have a break and I can be human outside of medicine. Which is 
huge. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for people, everybody's different. I use my family sometimes to talk about it because my dad, my dad read his anatomy books, surgery books, read about the genome product project, all of that stuff, 84, 84 years old. And yeah. he, he practiced medicine till he shouldn't have practiced medicine <laughs> anymore. He just went all in. And we used to joke about it where he's the kind of person who, if you, if he passed out and you said, oh, there's this patient, he'd probably wake up. You know what I mean? Like he, it was like a calling for him. Oh yeah. For me, on the other hand, I was like, this is great. But I was like, I'm retiring at 40, like just to be clear mm-hmm. and retiring at 40 for me meant I work because I want to, mm-hmm. I don't work because I have to. So I'm 42 now. And for the last two years, I've seen patients. That's mm-hmm. my day to work. And that's because that's what I want to do. My sister, on the other hand, is I just want to garden and homeschool my kids and sew their own clothes. She has so many talents, multi, multi talented. And she's like, and that's it. For some people, what you do may be like your calling. And you never want to give that up. Go for it. And for someone else, you're like, yeah, but I have all these other things I want to go for it. You know what I mean? That's the beautiful thing about the time we live in, entrepreneurship and all of that. And I love what you said. You can advertise virtually and do all of that. When I started my practice, I tried to get on a radio show and they were going to do 30 second, 30 second slots, 15 times a month or I don't know, 15 times a day or something like, I don't know what it was, but it was going to be two grand a month. Wow. It's going to be two grand a month. So this is in 2010, right? For I later on in 2017, I was like, you know, I'm going to do a Facebook live show for my private practice. I called it the legacy parent Mm -hmm. show. We talked about parenting and all of that stuff. And it was Thursday, every Thursday, 1 PM. I had hundreds of people listening. I had tons and tons of new patients because they come in like, how do you find out about us? Oh, I watched the legacy parent show. And it was obvious who my pediatrician should be. Mm. And it cost me zero, Ah, zero. So anybody who used to market back in the day would look at anybody complain about marketing. Now, what are you talking about? You, you can have a show here, a show there. You can post here. You can post there. You could like, you can hold a whole event virtually. You can do all kinds of stuff. So this is like the golden age for marketing. It is. And it allows each of us to really, we have so many opportunities. So that's a great way of thinking. But then it also sometimes makes me think, well, if we have all of these opportunities and we have all of it, if it's just a matter of, oh, we just got to learn it, then how do, you know, how do people, someone who may be just starting to think about entrepreneurship, how do they navigate their way through and figure out, okay, where do I even get started? Because there's so many things out there. Sometimes yeah. it's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. It is overwhelming. And I wouldn't necessarily look to social media for learning because this is what ends up happening. Oh, Facebook groups. This is the way to grow your business. Facebook lives. This is the way to grow, grow your business. Facebook ads. This is the number way of one way to grow your business. Don't grow it on social media at all. This is it's so confusing. There's so many things out there. So truthfully, if I was starting over, I would say you want to invest in your business education. There's not a better way to say it, right? Like we don't do Google searches to get our medical degrees. Like you <laughs> go to a school and do a program. People come with from information from Dr. Google. Yeah, we know that. And that's causing a lot of problems. That's we don't want to replicate those problems in a business, but it would be to find a mentor or to find a business coach or to find a business program and immerse yourself in that world and learn how to do this one way. And then you can start branching out different things as you go, but you have to have a framework that you can work through. I know if I follow this framework, I can build a six-figure business or multiple six-figure or seven-figure business. And then you can start trying other things. When you try to do all the things, then you get nothing. So a mentor, a coach, a, a program, and notice I didn't say an MBA and there's nothing wrong with an MBA, but for most people, that's not the place to start. So it's to start from there.
there. There are, and, and I really believe in immersion. If I don't speak Spanish, but if you drop me in Spain and didn't come for me for a year, maybe I would speak Spanish, right? Because of mm-hmm. the immersion, I'm, I'm in it. There's no escape in it. And for entrepreneurs, I say that, especially if you come from a very professional background, you're a doctor, lawyer, that kind of stuff. Most of the time, there's no business education with that. And it's almost like your training is almost anti-business in a way. And so you want to insert yourself into the business world. There are podcasts where they interview a lot of entrepreneurs, listen to their stories, listen to the challenges they face, how they overcame them and all that kind of stuff. It really helps you understand the language of business, understand the experience of an entrepreneur, not get thrown off by challenges and stuff like that. So the immersion, you can do that with podcasts. You can do that with books. There are many good ones. And the most important thing is you have to start doing. Mm -hmm. I see people who've researched for years, who've planned to start things for years. Nothing happens when you do not, not nothing. In fact, one of my superpowers, I would think is that I do, I would do it scared. I would do it messy. When I say messy, the best I can do, but obviously not as good as what somebody else would do. And I I help people do the same thing, do it already. And so it's to, it's to have that attitude of learning to do, not learning to learn. Learning to learn is a disservice. It's a waste of time. It's actually a recipe for frustration because then you know what result you could get, but you're not going to get it, right? So you learn to do. But if you learn about doing Facebook lives, then you go do it. I'm scared. We know that. Like everything else you did for the first time, you will be scared, but go do it, right? If you're learning, okay, this is how to, this is the framework of a talk, then go do a talk, right? This is how to make an offer, then go make an offer. Learn to, don't don't learn to learn. That is the worst thing you can do to yourself. Love it so much. And it's so true. I, I was just laughing laughing too internally a little bit because I am one of those people. I change is hard for me or it has been hard for me. Let's just say in the past. And for the most part, I I was just one of those people where I want to learn everything about it and like have a structure and then you go do it. And medical school is great because you do, you spend a couple of years learning all of the stuff. Then you start practicing how to do and have these incremental growth. But when it comes to things like entrepreneurship or even parenting, all of these things, There is no school and then progressive experiential like doing. So I really struggle to get from the place of learning to, well, where's my point where I get off the learning and go start doing and, or I might dip my toe in and try something and think, oh, that, that was so messy. That was so wrong. I did it worse, like worse than anyone I ever know, all of these sort of thoughts. And you think, okay, I'm sure if I learn six more months, like somehow easier. And it took a little while. I did eventually learn that doing is honestly the only way that we can even know, first of all, if all that we learned works, right? Life entrepreneurship is very different than medicine. There is a textbook, you learn these things, then there's a protocol to teach to take treat hypertension or, or appendicitis. We have these protocols and we do, but what I have learned from entrepreneurship is there's no protocol for me because I'm different than anyone else. And what I'm going to do or what I'm going to enjoy or how I manage things is completely unique to me. And so I kept trying to learn from other people thinking I'm going to find the answers external to me. And it took a long time for me to say, you know what, the only way, first of all, I'm going to know is I got to do stuff and make mistakes and learn. And, and then I figure out my protocol and then sure. Then next time I do a Facebook live, I'll like, I'll know this, you click these buttons and it works, but you just have to do it. And so that was a huge, huge change in how my brain worked. 
Yeah. And that's huge. And you talked about the analogies with medicine. And sometimes I'm like, I think we even did this in med school. It's just that because med school is our medical training is so drawn out, sometimes we don't really even see it that way. Because if you think about what if they taught us all the things, like everything, right? You did your anatomy, you did your pathophysiology, then you did your pediatrics and all of that stuff before you started practicing. They didn't do that with us, right? They're, Here's your pediatric rotation. And then now let's learn this, then go do it. Then learn that, then go do it. That's the way they did it for us. So it's the same thing in entrepreneurship. You learn enough to own something. You're mm-hmm. not going to learn everything about business. You own an, learn enough to own something, then go own it, go do it. And being able to learn to do helps you learn. Mm-hmm. There really is no way to learn. And when it comes to protocols in business, you're right. It is unique to you. And so the way I try to make sense of it is I think of the different ways of running a business, like your rotations, right? Because I knew I was not going to be an ENT doc. I knew I wasn't going to be one. I knew that I wasn't going to be a surgeon. I knew there were things I knew, but that didn't exclude me from the rotation though. Like when you're done, you're doing the rotation. You go through all of them. So you've actually done them. And then you can make a concrete decision that I don't want to do it this. So will I learn different ways of doing business, different ways of marketing, all that? I will, because it's like my rotations. Then after I've experienced them, I'll say, yeah, we're going to go with that one. And then I can then master all the protocols in that. And for me, I have a deep understanding of why that's important because throughout med school, people are like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I don't know, but I know I don't want to be a pediatrician. Uh So now the joke is on me. Because here I am, now I'm a pediatrician, right? The thing is, I really wanted to be an OBGYN, but I was like, you see the overnight life for the rest of my life, that is not working for me. I know that I have 700 things going on at the same time. So I don't have the bandwidth for that life. I didn't know that before my rotation. So it's in that experiment in actually doing it. I was like, wait, not going to do that. And then I'm like, okay, what's the next best thing? I want the mommies. I love the mommies. I'm like, oh, they're all here in pediatrics and all that stuff. So I guess pediatrics is it. But if I had made the decision before experimenting, I would have made the wrong decision. So even when people are like, um, I would tell people go do podcast tours. They're like, I don't want to be a podcaster. I'm like, that's besides the point. You can't tell me that you've done. And so it's that same thing. And then later on, you can decide, no, YouTube is my thing. You know what I mean? I hate Facebook. Instagram is my thing, but you can't make those decisions until you've done your quote unquote rotation. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And you know what you imagine it to be and what it is in experience is Totally different for sure. Totally. I love that analogy. I think that's awesome. So when you, now that I'll, I don't know, but I'm going to, I guess I'm going to say maybe you're in that second phase. Cause you said when you hit 40, you had some goals and you hit 40 and you, you reach those goals in how you want to practice and how you want to live. I'm just curious. So what is next for you? What do you, what I, cause I feel like we're always learning and growing and evolving. So what are things that you're passionate about and that you want to do and that you're working on as next phase? So my second phase career-wise is all about empowering doctors, empowering physicians. So I I have never worked in EntreMD. What I mean by that, I've never, oh, I have to do all this work. And no, this is my life's mission is to help physicians embrace entrepreneurship so they can live life and practice medicine on their terms. I'm like, I'm going to help them like build these things. So you, if you decide I want to work time 80, like my dad, do it. If you decide you 
want to work to the 40 like me, do it. If you decide I want to take two months off every year, do it. And most importantly, whatever it is that your true passions are, whatever it is you truly believe you're here for, let me show you how to monetize that. You can do it. You can live your life doing what you think is the reason why you're here. So that's really my thing. So EntreMD is phase two of my career. So that's with the podcast. It's with business school. It's with the live events that I do. And I set my BHAG, my big, hairy, audacious <laughs> goal there. I'm going to help 80,000 doctors. So that's my thing. And that's what drives me career-wise. Personally, a lot of it has to do with my family. I have four kids. The oldest is 13. The youngest is six. They run my house. And for me, I love our education system. It's produced many amazing people. But at the same time, I'm like, wait a minute, though. I want to be able to invest everything I know in my kids so that where I, wherever the pinnacle of my career, success, all of that is, becomes their beginning. It doesn't mean make them like me, but if you think about it, there are a lot of great basketball players. Um, Stephen Curry, for instance, he grew up on the courts watching great people play, playing with his dad, watching his dad, all of that. So his dad leveraged the experiences he had to help his son be even better. So I'm like, why have all these experiences? Why go through all this development and not be able to put that in my kids? So that's a big project that I have. So that, that, those are the two biggies, if you will. And, but I'm doing that in every aspect of my life. I talk about it a lot that I have a lot of conversations with a 90 year old version of myself trying to say like, where I am now, am I doing what I should do to look like this at 90? Like the 90 year old version, she going, oh my gosh, girl, come on, you are on track. Let's, you know, let's go. You're doing it. So I'm really living with the end in mind. That's where I am. That's amazing. That's awesome. I think that like, I can definitely hear your passion and your excitement on what you're doing and how much meaning and value it has for you. And I think about so many people that I've really talked to who really struggle with finding that and feeling like they're feeling stuck or overwhelmed in where they are and whether, whether it is practicing full-time medicine or even some people have left medicine trying to work through the burnout, but burnout is, is there. And it's, I've heard it from my friends who are in academics and who are in administration and education and all of these things. So it's not, it's definitely burnout is not just in medicine for sure. So I would love to have a chat about what are your thoughts on someone who is really feeling stuck and burnt out and how do they figure out their situation? And I know that's, this is a huge question, by the way, I, how do they start figuring out, okay, at least just acknowledging, okay, I'm feeling burnt out. I don't want to be in this situation. Okay. Now what do I do next? What are some ways that they can goal set and work their way out of that? So that's a really great question. I'm glad you asked it because we've been talking a lot about highlight reels, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, this, because I started my practice 11 years ago. So this is over a decade that we've compressed into 30 minutes, if you will. But so say you're right where you are, you're stuck. Where do you go? And to be honest with you, I think one of the greatest things that I've done mindset wise is I've really looked at life as a great experiment. I don't take things too seriously. What I mean by that is if 
I think about something, I'm like, wow, maybe that could be my reality. I'm experimenting. I'm not like, what if it fails? Yeah, then we're done. We can the greater experiment. That's what I call it. So I would say number one is to go back to dreaming. And the enemy of dreaming is asking the question, how? Those two things, dreaming and how, they don't go together. And I would, I'm going to tell you things I've actually done. I'm not going to throw philosophical things at you. So I would literally, if I'm in a place where I'm like, this is not good. I don't like how this is. This is stuck. This feels weird. I'm overwhelmed, all that kind of stuff. I would literally walk out the door. I would take a walk, right? Headphones in. I'm not listening to anything. I put the headphones in. So if I'm talking to myself and talking out loud, I don't look like I'm crazy. Okay. This is why. Okay. Now, you know, my secret. So I had the headphones in. So people in the subdivision don't think I'm crazy. And I'm walking, I'm thinking, what if everything was working the way it was? What if I was like, this is the best year of my life, right? What if December I'm saying, wow, 2021 turned out to be the best year of my life. What would have to happen for me to say that? So I started thinking about it. I'm like, what will have to happen in my family? What will have to happen in my career? What would my finances look like? What would my health look like? What kind of relationships would I have? What would my relationship with God be? Like I would literally dream, dream, dream. No house, no, what's the strategy? No, none of that because I don't have the strategy. If I did, I'd be there. So it's how, why? When you're in a quote unquote bad situation, if you can see a preferred future, it doesn't hurt as much and you can find your way out of it. So the first thing is taking those lids off and dreaming because sometimes you're in a bad work situation or there's stuff happening in the family and all of that stuff. It's hard to see beyond that. It's mm-hmm. possible, but it's hard. If it, it won't happen naturally, you have to do it on purpose. So I would take hour long walks doing this stuff, just dreaming. And then after that, I would document that. I would think about it often. Sometimes I would save it as a screensaver on my computer. So every time I open my computer, I see that. And then the, the second thing would be, this is based off, based off of a principle my husband always says. He says, if you don't start from where you are, you will stay where you are. Because sometimes you have the big dream, but okay, so what do we do today? So for someone who's burned out, that may look like we have three children, right? You're doing the job, you're coming back, you're cooking the meals, you're doing the laundry, doing all that. It may just look like hire somebody to do laundry and to clean your house twice a week. That may be the only thing you can figure out how to do. The important thing is do it though, right? Because once you do that, the next step becomes obvious. That ability to just take whatever the next step is and do that. Maybe your thing is you don't feel like an adult anymore because you're with these kids all day. Right. After And you're like, no, I'm going to get somebody who's going to come watch my kids for the first two or three hours after they get back to school. And I'm going to do a date night every two. That may be the first thing that you need to do. Maybe you're, you have a job and you're like, this thing is driving me nuts. Maybe look around, right? Maybe look around, maybe go learn how to negotiate and say, okay, my contract renewal is coming up. These are the conditions. Like my pay needs to be this. I need a scribe. I needed this for me to stay here. And I've already looked at my options. I've looked at local. I'm not tied to anything, Mm -hmm. right? Then that alleviates, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Maybe you've been thinking about starting something, a a podcast, a a blog. Maybe you decide I'm going to be a speaker, whatever. Take whatever the next step are. Find one, two, three next steps and do that. Because once you start doing that, you start moving. If I told you the journey, if someone listens to the story of my life, they'll think I had this grand plan. I executed the plan. That's not what happened. I was clear on next steps and I just started the practice. Oh, yay. Started. Oh my goodness. I have to market, learn how to market, then do that. Oh, medicine, as we know, it is gone. What do we, oh, and I was like, I'm going to retire at 40. My first 18 months in, I hired somebody to work on Fridays. I couldn't afford another doctor, but I was like, we're going to start this in slow-mo. So then I had long weekends every weekend. You see what I mean? And then when it was time to start EntreMD, I I just registered. I didn't have a website till it was time for our first event. I was like, come on, you're going to invite people for an event and not have
have a website. That's when we did our first website. You see what I'm saying? When it was time for the podcast, I had a podcast, I went to Google. How do you start a podcast? I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I found like Buzzsprout. They have a lot of information, like step-by-step. Step. I was like, oh, that's what we have to do. I literally use myself and the AirPods that come, not the AirPods, the earphones, the wired mm-hmm. earphones that come with the, with the <laughs> phone. That's what I used to do my first four episodes. So it was just, what is the next step? Take that. What is the next step? Take that. And if you do that, you would be moving forward. Even if it looks messy, you're still moving forward. So those are the two big things I did and I continue to do. I took one of those walks recently, maybe a week ago. I love it. I love it. And one of the things too, just to highlight is to believe in our own worthiness, because a lot of times what happens is you like, you want that scribe or you want to not work Fridays or whatever it may be. And you're willing to do the work. We're all willing to work hard, but we also want to have something of our own, something that we negotiated for ourselves. But there's this little voice in our brain that says, but you know what? I'm lucky to have this. I'm lucky to, I shouldn't ask for anything more. And I'm like, no, you deserve everything that you can dream of. And when we believe in our worthiness, that we are worth fighting for, that our time is valuable and we provide something that is, that is of service that people want. And so that also means that we need to take care of ourselves and ask for the things that we want. And sometimes the things that we ask people, don't, they're like, oh yeah, sure. We'll do that. Like, it's not a big deal. And in our brain, it's a big deal. Oh, I don't know. How do I ask for this and this? So that's, that's what I have learned, especially negotiating is just saying, this is what I would like and just ask for it. And if they say no, and it's a not, it's something that you can go back and forth, then that's fine. But if it's something that's really important for you, then you say, okay, that's, I need that. That's something that I need for myself. And that also makes the hard work, the late nights, the 2am calls, the all of worth it. Cause you're like, okay, yeah, I do have to wake up at 2am or I have to work overnight or whatever. But at the end of the day, this is what I do have. That is something special. So I think believing in ourselves and, and really just doing the messy work, I'm going to call it, I, I love it. I we used to call it the B minus, right? I don't like B minus. Cause I always like to get an A. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> so I would work. Yes. I am. I am okay with messy. I've embraced the messy and it feels like good to my soul to say, Oh, I'm just doing it messy because I'm getting it done. As yeah. opposed to saying today, I'm going to go for B minus. I'm like, Oh, I do stuff like that. <laughs> and sometimes, right. When I said that, I was just thinking, sometimes it really is just that it's the words that we use. What do we want? We don't want to do that. Okay. How else is that? Okay. And just do it because and, even and- moving the dial just a little bit every day, making small changes at the end of the year and four months, you could make, you could create a huge change. Yeah. And I, I like that you said the thing about B work. Cause I think for like, I've no, and, but the thing is with entrepreneurship, I think the grading scale is a little different. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I, I mean by that. You tell me what you think, because as entrepreneurs, we don't go after perfection as physicians. We should go after perfection. Mm-hmm. I don't want a, a brain surgeon in my head mm-hmm. saying, I'm just going to do B work. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'm like, no. Okay. So as physicians, by all means go for perfection, but as an entrepreneur, it changes where you go for excellence and Mm -hmm. excellence means doing the best I can with the resources I have at the time. So what that means is that you can do excellent work and it's messy action, but it's an A because it's your best work at Mm -hmm. the time. So that means we can still show up and do the best we can compared to somebody else. It may be a B, but for me, it's an A because I 
execute excellently. And mm-hmm. that is that. Yeah. So we go for excellence, not perfection. <laughs> and I love that you separated that. Yes, we are trained, right? To think, okay, if it's less than this, like it's just not good enough. And, but the reality is life doesn't work that way. And, and also I love really thinking about, I'm doing the best, the most excellent work that I can with the resources, with the knowledge that I have right now. And that is going to change. That is going to change every day. It's going to change over time and to embrace that change that is that that's great for each of us that means that we can truly live in our best without comparing to anybody else yep because because entrepreneurship is a solo race now you can do it in community right you can have mentors you can have colleagues and all of that but it's a it's a solo rate there's no grading scale mm-hmm. right there, there there just isn't if you think about it there may be somebody who has a business that's doing three hundred thousand dollars and based on that person's resources they should be doing a million And somebody else broke out from, I don't know anything about entrepreneurship. I'm shy. I'm scared and all that stuff. And they had their first six figure a year. They're actually ahead of the person who made three because they're at like, they're at full capacity Mm -hmm. while the other person is not. So there's no way to compare. It's just impossible to do that. I see people who are like, that person's business did this much in revenue and I'm just here. I'm like, yeah, but that person has been working on their brand for the last 10 years. You just came out of hiding. So Mm -hmm. even though both of you have had your businesses for the same amount of time. Not really. You see what I mean? So it's just, it's flat out impossible to compare. It really is. So true. And to just embrace our journey. We are really meant to do, there is a reason why this is unfolding and to go through that and and to embrace and all that messiness. So I I love that. Now, if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and know more about you, where would they find your information? You're already on a podcast platform. So my podcast is the EntreMD podcast. So that's E-N-T-R-E, M as American. Ideas and David. When we talk all things business of medicine, starting stuff, especially if you're an introvert, especially if you don't know what you're doing, uh, especially if you're ready to scale, is a place. So you can go out there and subscribe. We get two new episodes every week. And then everything else you can find from the website, which is EntreMD. Um, awesome. Thank you. And and I love your podcast. So I'm excited to, to share it with my oh, listeners. Thank you. Well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And we can continue, I mean, continue the conversation of what it means to, to build that, to use our inner voice and build our dreams. That's what we all want to do to get to that next level that we want to build. So thank you so much for being here and all of the wisdom that you've shared. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. This was, this was really great. And I learned a lot from you too. This was a conversation. I love it. And I'll include your information in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know you more. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today. For my listeners, if there are any topics that you want to hear more, please drop a comment below. I would be happy to add those to our weekly content. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.